We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Dan Snyder, $49.5 million. If you want it, call him. He's selling it. Washington Business Journal with a story on Dan Snyder's Potomac home today. The expansive. Of course, if it's $49 million, Chris, it has to be expansive, uh, which has been quietly on the market for years, is expected to officially hit the listing sites as soon as today. For $49 million, what would be a record fetch for a D.C. area residential real estate, according to the Washington Business Journal. The aptly named River House is listed by Heather Corey and Michael Rankin of TTR Sotheby's International Realty. Spans just over 15 acres and features a 30,000-square-foot French chateau-inspired home completed in 2004. My gosh, it pays to be rich. Is that the house with the with the Redskins logo basketball court, or no? I have no idea because I'm I'm confused because he owns the two right when so. I used to do airborne traffic we knew where it was and we could we were flying we could fly over it when we were going up the Potomac to check things on 270 and stuff like that um this was completed back in 2004 so I think that's probably it I mean it's just off River Road uh he, I'm pretty sure that's the he, one because he bought he bought the majority of that lot back in 2000 and finished building the house in 2004 right the lot itself, $8.64 million, from the estate of Jordan's King Hussein and Queen Noir. Oh. Then expanded with the acquisition of six adjoining parcels. So they bought that lot and they bought six more and built this massive, massive house that's now for sale. Here's the question. Bradley Beal might be the only guy in town that could buy it for that kind of price tag. Well, I mean, Brad's making $43 million this year. I know. I mean, Uncle Ted could buy it. Well, Ted could, but I doubt Ted would. Yeah. <laughs> Ted doesn't. Ted's probably got a great house. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But also, Ted would. I don't, I don't think Ted would ever be able to live with himself knowing that Dan was running around in his, uh, in his foofy bathrobe so and, and, and bare feet. That's a, that's a place that you would go. Um, so, I mean, again, you're talking about a very... <laughs> Wait a second. What do you mean that's a place that I would go? That's a very limited pool a... of people, okay? Poor Mitch in Jersey and me. When you look at the comparables, okay, like you do in realty here, and, you know, when we hear all the great, you know, advertising people on here, you know... That that people like you know Debbie and Sarah Reynolds they've got the they've got the buyer standing by right. for you. 
And <laughs> not those, how not many those people, buyers. How many people are on this list? Yeah, not those ready buyers. Ready to buy for $49 million. Um, the Snyders no longer live in the five-bedroom. 13 and a half bath. Who the <laughs> hell? Look. Look. Dan, Tanya, they got a son and daughter, right? It's, uh, I'm pretty sure it's well, a son and daughter. A son and two daughters. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Okay. I know it's at least a son and a daughter, but I believe it's... I believe it's two daughters. Thirteen and a half bathrooms? Yeah. Holy cow. The work of architect John. Oak. I mean, you can basically with 13 and a half bathrooms, you could take a poop. You could drop a deuce once every other week. In a and different just spread, bathroom. Spread out the love. I mean, the according to the Wall Street Journal, they reported that e. the home B. was available, but it does not appear to have been formally listed back then. I mean, so, basically, this is designed, you know, obviously, a to 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 uh, to get rid of this mm-hmm. uh, and to get money back, um, but also because they're moving, reportedly, allegedly, to London, right? right? I mean, that's that seems to be where they're going to have their main but, operation. Okay, but here's the thing, and, and again, you can't compare rich circles unless you're in them. Um, at $49 million, he's seeking the same price that reportedly he asked in 2018 for the property. If it sells for the asking, it would be the most expensive real estate in the greater Washington right. history. Because Snyder when he, already when he, holds the record. Right, because when okay? he, he bought that other place a right. couple of years ago, That's where I'm going here. The, the whole goal wasn't to have two places that basically were the equivalent price. The, well, and, right? and when you, you, you try to avoid capital gains tax, you yeah. want to invest in something of a similar price. Right. Well, Dan did that. The current ask is $1 million more than what Snyder paid in November of 2021 for Riverview, right. a 16-and-a-half-acre estate between Old Town Alexandria and George Washington's Mount Vernon, highlighted by a 16,000-square-foot main home, separate carriage home, and unspoiled Potomac River frontage. A separate carriage home? Is that like a, a, a essentially like a, guess, like a different a house on the out. same yeah. property? So like when, so Jerry, have, when like, Jerry comes home yeah. from Appalachian State, he could kind of chill out there if he or, wanted to. Or, you know, when Bruce comes back into town and you want to have oh, a couple of cocktails oh, with oh. Bruce, hey, come on over here, daddy boy. We used to be friends at one point. Um, no, I don't think Dan's going to have uh, Bruce over. You don't think so uh, anytime soon? But so again, though, you're talking about this is, you know, th- this is a very limited quantity of people that could get into this district. That's why, you know, even if it was for sale quietly, not officially listed, you know, four years ago, five years ago now, since it was mm-hmm. t- back in 2018, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's a very limited amount of people that could do this. Uh, the the river house in Potomac was built uh, concrete, steel, cladding materials that sn- the Snyders handpicked from across the globe. Okay, the larger property includes a basketball court painted in Commander's colors, as right. you s- noticed, a pool, walking trails, extensive river views, granite gobbled motor court, detached twelve car collector's garage that doubles as an mm. event space, mm-hmm. two bedroom guest house with spiral staircase. A gatehouse, a house manager's residence. Oh, could I be the house manager for a vacant property? Oh, there's another job. Of, I was going to say, of course, Pedro would do that. turn that into Dan, for I've got a couple paycheck. of days. Look, you know, when basketball season ends, i got a little bit more time on my hands here. Um, so, but again, I mean, 
Seriously. I mean, what it means, though, is those of you that are, I think, still thinking Dan might pull the uh, oopsie-daisy on you Mm -hmm. and not sell the team, I think we're seeing more and more reasons why that indeed he may be selling the whole thing and and getting out of here. Now, whether he actually executes the sale is is a whole nother thing, right? Because if you believe all of the different reports, right, that he does not want to sell to Jeff Bezos, that Jeff Bezos did not make a bid, so on and so on, and we haven't heard anything. Remember at first when... When 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 they announced Bank of America, whatever they were, I mean, Bezos and and his uh, girlfriend there were doing interviews. Oh, I love football. I've always wanted to play football. This, that, and the other thing. You know, Jay Z and him were meeting at a TMZ. I mean, at a restaurant, a closed restaurant in Hollywood. On a you know, according to TMZ, you've heard nothing. You've heard nothing from any of them, with the exception of Bezos. Apparently, did not bid on the first bid. So while Dan doesn't want to sell to Bezos. And I do believe that because Dan is spiteful and revenge and all that stuff. The bottom line is he, as I told you all along, right now you you said that I thought they were only going to get five point three million. I don't remember saying that. If I did, I apologize. I'm sorry. I, I just certainly did not mean that um, because the Broncos got four six. I knew they were going to get more. I just never thought they were going to get seven or seven point five. And they clearly lied. They clearly leaked to their outlet of choice, we have offers well north of $7 billion. That was a clear leak, a clear lie to distort the market, to try and get more money because they knew they weren't getting the money that they thought they were getting. And that could be the one thing. Think about this, right? Quietly here, everybody says, oh, the learners, they haven't sold, um, they haven't sold because of Masson. And, and there is a lot of truth in that. There's a lot of truth in that. You know what they also haven't sold besides naming rights for a stadium that's, uh, what, 15 years old and that they should have sold the naming rights for 10 years ago? What they also haven't sold is the team. Why? Because not just because of the Masson thing, problematic, but because they haven't gotten the price that they want. But that, I mean, they, look, it's just like his house. And when you're selling Fine. a house, okay, you don't you don't necessarily get you don't accept the first offer. Understood. But you know? what happens if Dan? What happens if Dan? Who knows? Everybody wants him out. He's doing everything that you can kind of tangibly see between the Snyder UK Limited and you know making their you know the Jets over in London all the time and they're living over there and you know doing this and doing that right. Uh, AJ Perez of Front Office Sports said that uh, two weeks ago. And it kind of slipped by everybody. No, for sure that that investors are, are have been told that he is absolutely selling majority or or controlling share and all that stuff. Just because his intent is to sell, think about this: his intent is to sell the team. His intent is to solve the problem before he gets booted out. What happens if his intent is, what happens if he's hell-bent on getting 7.2, 7.4, 7.5 and there hasn't been an offer that we know of north of 6.3 billion, okay? What happens if a year from now we're still doing this dog and pony dance or whatever mm-hmm. that, that- Dog and pony show. Dog and pony show. Thank you. Uh and Dan and and just like the learners, 
Now, they don't have the complicated television deal. Dan doesn't have that to deal with. But Dan could easily say, Pete, hell no. You, I, I'm trying to sell uh, yeah, the team. I, mean, it, definitely. I, I, can't, I, I need to get 7.5. He, he has the opportunity to walk away from any offers that are out there. If what he does doesn't the NFL do then? Uh, what? Look, the NFL won't do anything. Therein lies the problem. The NFL won't do anything. I don't any, know what do they anything. can do. The NFL, the NFL runs from conflict right. uh, as fast as any uh, organization well, in pro yeah, sports. Yeah, they're a bunch of cowards. They, 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 think, they think everything will, and, and for the most part. I mean, Roger Goodell's a weasel. You but that, have for to the most part, that. everything does take care of itself more often than not. But every now and then, you have to eradicate someone that you think is bad for business. The ultimate question is, how many owners will be willing to say, look, Washington's not pulling its fair share when we look at all the revenue sharing and all the other things that contribute to that. Washington's not pulling its fair share. Remember, you know, two years ago, the league said these five franchises are not selling enough tickets. You're not selling enough tickets. You're not doing your part. Well, Detroit plays better football. They had better crowds. Cincinnati playing damn near championship level football. They've had bigger crowds. What's the thing? Jacksonville. That, Jacksonville. Same thing. So those three teams responded. Okay. But 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 to be fair, none of those owners had the nightmare and the litany of the laundry list of Understand, problems that Dan but guess has. What? Guess and what, Chris? has brought the NFL. If this team won eleven or twelve games every year, four or five years in a row, right. you'd have enough, you'd have people sure. back here regardless sure. of who owns the team. But I don't but, care but, what anybody says. I don't I, care what I, anybody I says. Agree. Oh, we're not buying Dan's tickets. No. If this team was an eleven and twelve winning team and competing for the division and potentially going to the Super Bowl, your ass would be well, in the seats at FedEx th- Field. There's no doubt because but but the problem is is they can't get past eight. They haven't gotten past eight since 2015. It's now 2023. Understand. I, I mean, uh, you know, so we're not talking about ten or eleven wins or twelve wins. I know what the scenario you're I guess here's where I'm at, right? Every sign in the world points to Dan is trying to fast-track this. Mm -hmm. As he should. But. Takes two to tango, though. What everybody, and including. If I got a candy bar to sell, I need someone to buy the candy bar. Right, but but you want a dollar for the candy bar. You don't want just 75 cents for the candy bar. That's exactly right, and I'm holding out. And that's. Herein lies like the problem. Like when I'm selling Girl Scout cookies, I'm, I'm holding out We've for that We've all price. just assumed, right, that Jeff Bezos or somebody with billions and billions of dollars is going to come in and offer Dan whatever Dan wants because it's an NFL franchise. We've all assumed that, right? I mean, may, think I've, about been, it. I've been more think skeptical than okay. you, I think. Think about this. We have watched two baseball teams right now walk away from the table. Because nobody wants to buy. I know nobody wants to buy the right. angels. But nobody people, wants to buy the angels. I know, but people. But people. I'm not even talking about the Nationals. Yeah, nobody wants to talk about. Nobody people, wants to buy Mike Trout. Right, but people specifically say, "Well, the Nationals. The only thing holding it up is the Masson deal." That's not true. The Masson deal is a huge complicating factor. The thing that's holding up the national sale, the thing that's probably that that probably held up the Angels sale, the thing that might might and possibly is already holding up the commander sale is these owners don't want to take 90% a, a, a 10% discount on what they think or what some financial numbnut has told them their team is worth 
That's the problem. I Again, think the Nats would have a better chance if they knew sure. there was an outlet to TV revenue there. A- absolutely. I, I think that is I part of the hamstring there. Part of it. Part of it. But would you agree that the reason why they haven't sold the naming rights to Nationals Park is not because nobody's interested, probably because they haven't gotten the money that they that that's, they look, thought Chris, they should get. The learners are billionaires because they've had a business formula that has worked. I know. So they stick by it. I know. It, you don't take... I mean, I know part of it is... You think Dan Snyder doesn't have a business formula similar to that? Well, yeah. Well, I don't want own. six points. Dan, want, Dan yeah. it's the Snyder formula. I mean, but right, but but Dan might be looking around and saying, okay, and I don't know how this works. Okay, if I get $6.5 billion, okay, yes, that's a record by almost $2 billion. Yes, that's more money than I'll ever know what to do with. But remember, he's got to pay the NFL back a lot mm-hmm. of money. There's... Whatever tax, capital gains, capital and all that gains stuff, and all that stuff sure. right? So, prob- Chris, he's getting ready to sell a house for forty nine no, million. I Dan, know, I know. Dan's going to be fine know, financially, but, but, but the but key Dan- is never, never sell something for less than it's worth. Well, how do you know what you, it's worth if you have the means to hold out in right. these situations? Sometimes point, you don't. Okay, but my point is, like, how do we know what it's worth? Because there's no comparable. There's none. There's well, we no got comparable. The, Bron- the Broncos is a recent sale well, that's comparable. Not a com- but he's not Different asking. Market, he's not though. asking for five billion. Uh, if he I was understand. asking for five billion, he'd get he'd get the sale done. I mean, we can't say well. Well, the Broncos are comparable. They're the last NFL team to sell. We know what he's not going to settle for anything less a penny less than four point six. But he doesn't want five. He doesn't want four point eight. He doesn't want four point nine. He wants seven billion dollars or more. We think. I mean, we that's think. what they lied to Forbes about. You think? I mean, somebody, look, they're not that far away. Somebody's going to step up there. Somebody's going to step up there. Not if you don't want to sell to Jeff Bezos and you want seven point five billion. Go screw. I think somebody's going to step up there and 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 hit the hit the bell at seven million dollars. Jay Gruden joins us next to preview the Super Bowl coming up right here on the Team Nine Eighty, streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
Papa was a Rolling Stone. Jay Gruden was a Rolling Stone. Jay Gruden joins us right now, as always, on a Monday. Jay, how are you, sir? Doing great. How you guys doing? Is that true, Jay? You were a Rolling Stone at one point, or something like that? I've been called a lot of. I've been called a lot of things. I've never been called a Rolling Stone, but I'll take it. It's positive, Jay. I, see, I, I'm a I'm a person that's always positive. I'm going to talk about you in a positive yeah. light. So I, I like that. Yeah, I, I always like that song. I once saw the Rolling Stones in concert. It was at the only Super Bowl I was ever at in Detroit, Super Bowl 40, Pittsburgh and Seattle, and Mick Jagger just strolled right past me in a golf cart with his tongue hanging out or whatever the hell he was doing. Uh, it was just the weirdest thing ever. He said, I'm so glad to meet you. Yeah. <laughs> it was just weird. There was no Jay Gruden on that golf Jay, cart, though. the greatest part of Pro Bowl weekend was it not Robert Griffin III interviewing <laughs> the game's most important player, Kirk Cousins, at the end of the contest? Yeah, that was exciting. Unfortunately, I missed it. I was in uh, the Bahamas playing golf. Well, good for you, first of all. I mean, um, talk about great not bad moments. Being Jay Gruden. <laughs> Talk about great moments in NFL history. RG3 interviewing Kirk uh, at the end of the All-Star festivities. Jay, look, we know every All-Star game, baseball still seemingly rather uh, in its regular form. Basketball, it's more of a pickup game. Hockey, it's more of pickup hockey. Look, for football to be football, you got to have guys that are willing to hit. And look, the last couple of years, it's been apparent the players wanted no part of that uh, activity. The fact that the league is still trying to do something to honor the league's best players uh, like this, admirable on the NFL's part, or do you think they should just drop this altogether? I think it's admirable. I think the guys that get honored for uh, for being the best at what they do should have some kind of event they can get together and have some fun and, and uh, you know compete a little bit but not overdo it and risk injury. I think it's a good event. I think it's good for everybody to get something on TV, get to know the guys a little bit more and I think you'd probably add on to it a little bit more and, and do a little bit better, but they got to have something, in my opinion. Yeah, it, it, it actually, like when I first turned it on yesterday, I was horrified. It was like, you know, Pat McAfee sounded like he was hungover. Uh, he was doing the play-by-play for some unbeknownst reason to mankind. Um, and, you know, they were just like going through kind of slow motion. But as the as the day went along, they did this weird three-game bit uh, and different quarterbacks and whatever. Uh, like the competition picked up, the intensity picked up, like the uh, the energy picked up. I think the crowd got into it. So I actually thought it. It, it came off much better than initially yesterday and 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 that that I would now that being said you know like they, part of the reason why they did this Jay is to avoid injury and yet miles Garrett went out and dislocated a toe now it's it's not tearing up a knee but like the notion that serious injury can't happen because you're not tackling is kind of absurd I mean you know this right uh back in what was it 20. Was it 2015 or 2016? Chris Culliver tore his ACL in practice on Thanksgiving Day, for God's sakes. And you guys didn't tackle. I mean, you you can you can hurt yourself by playing flag football. Yeah, didn't Garrison Hurst blow his knee out in sand flag yeah, football? Yeah, good point. Back. So, yeah, there's, there's no doubt about it. There's injury risk in just about anything you do nowadays. But, you know, to get these guys together and try to do something, um, really it's, it's more about the players and getting them together, letting them have some fun. Um, I'm sure Vegas will try to find a way to get some bets going off on those things oh, in the yeah. future. But, <laughs> but 
but I don't know. But I, I think it's, it's still got to be a good event for people to watch. Nothing else to watch right now. No, that's true. Whatever hotel they were at, I'm sure cleaned up pretty good. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did okay on the weekend with all those high rollers uh, in town. Jay, before we get to a couple of the, the obviously the Super Bowl uh, coming up this weekend, a couple of other issues just around the league to get an opinion on. Um, you know, Chris and I debated this last week, obviously with Ron. And, you know, seeing who was there and who wasn't there from a uh, coaching standpoint this weekend, because obviously not every coach was there, but the value of the Senior Bowl, the Shrine Bowl, games like that that went on uh, this weekend, is there a lot of value? Is there significant value for the head coach to be there in attendance at something like that? Uh, in particular because you may get those guys at the Combine as well where you know usually the coach uh, is going to be at. Is there any extra that you get out of being at the Senior Bowl uh, You know, as a head coach watching those players uh, work out and obviously eventually play a game? I think there is value, especially if you're really studying the quarterback position, seeing them throw the ball, seeing you know, how they work in practice, doing the drills and all that stuff. Um, I don't think it's really a necessity. You get all the film um, – you can interview the guys on Skype nowadays or what a FaceTime, whatever it might be. In-person interviews I liked a lot better. If you can get some of those guys to interview with you, that's a very uh, important part of the process. Seeing them practice, uh, you get all the game film, you get all the practice film, so that's not quite as necessity as you might think. Uh, but I do like to watch a quarterback spin it in real life. Yeah, and, and, and listen, this wasn't the best crop of quarterbacks in the Senior Bowl. and They was- sucked. Okay, that's one way to put it. I mean, Washington probably will take a developmental pick, you know, fifth, sixth round, somewhere in that range, uh, again, just to complement the room, what have you. So maybe you didn't have that. But here, here was my argument, Jay. You tell me if this holds water. Um, number one, he wasn't, again, down at the Senior Bowl, but everyone else was. Mayhew, uh, Marty Herney, who is his road scout and all that, you know, lead guy, whatever. Uh, all the scouting. St- Jack Del Rio was down there, a bunch of the assistant coaches. So it wasn't so much, oh, he had to be there, although I'd like him there. But then it was, hey, you know what? I've got this offensive coordinator search going on. And I'm I'm interviewing a limited pool of candidates. They've only interviewed six guys. And everybody said, oh, he went down to San Francisco from Pebble Beach. My argument was he was golfing for a couple of days at Pebble Beach. Like, I have no problem with you guys relaxing. I know you think I'm a hard ass for no reason. I'm not. I have all the – you guys can do whatever you want. You all work 100 hours a week. But this ain't the right week to be golfing at the Pebble Beach Pro-Am when you've got the Senior Bowl and you've got an offensive coordinator shirt going on so that's where i would that's where i kind of lost it am i being totally unfair no not at all and when it comes to coaching searches i think there's a benefit there to going to the senior bowl because a lot of guys are there and a lot of people that have exactly. worked with these guys are there as well where you can talk to them and and find out about the character of the guy or what their beliefs are other than what he says in the interview so there is a huge benefit when you're talking about coaching searches going to the senior bowl jay a boy jay a boy <laughs> <laughs> Jay, the the fact that um, the fact that these quarterbacks suck, by the way, um, doesn't help NFL teams and a team that is in that middling area, like Washington and others that are kind of you know sixteenth on down. Uh, in your mind, if there's a huge question mark about a guy adding a third day guy, as as Russell was just talking about, because I think I think we have penthouse in this draft, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud. 
and that's it. I think that's the penthouse. I think everybody else has enough questions that you could uh, poke holes in, in a ton of their game. But if, if in your mind, is it just is it worth adding a late third day guy? just to get another arm in your camp and you never know, you know, maybe that guy, maybe you strike gold and you get Tom Brady in the sixth round or you get Mark Rippon uh, in the sixth round. Guys that have been sixth round picks that have won Super Bowls because to me there's a penthouse and then there's a serious drop off uh, with these quarterbacks here uh, in college this year. Yeah, 100%. You know, if you're going to roll the dice, you roll the dice on the quarterback position. If you can find a trait or a quality uh, athletic ability, arm strength, whatever it might be. Maybe he didn't put it all together in, in college. Maybe he didn't play in a system that truly fit him. Maybe he didn't have the people around him uh, to make him better. Uh, you roll the dice on a quarterback and find a few traits that he has that you can develop and try to figure out um, if he's a guy that can be a future quarterback. I mean, Bryce Purdy's the last pick in the draft, for goodness sakes. He proved mm-hmm. to be pretty helpful for the 49ers. So mm-hmm. there are guys out there. Uh, that can help you. Now, that's the case for every position. You might find a DB in a fifth or sixth or a linebacker in a fifth or sixth like Cole Holcomb or Matt Ioannidis, guys like that, who can really help your football team as well. You just don't want to be rolling the dice on quarterbacks all day, but taking a chance with a quarterback, if you have an extra fifth or a sixth-round pick, I would for sure go for that. Uh, Jay, let's make uh, our turn to Super Bowl 57 coming up in now six uh, days, Philadelphia and Kansas City. We touched on it with you uh, last week. Um to me, this game probably comes down to Philadelphia's pass rush versus Kansas City's offensive line and the li- somewhat limited mobility of Patrick Mahomes because of the ankle. Is that like the number one storyline you think as we uh, as as we head towards the home stretch here? Yeah, I think so. And I think Philadelphia's ability to continue what they do, playing with the lead. They have not had to play from behind. I don't know at all, except maybe the Washington game and maybe another game. I don't think Jalen Hurts has attempted too many passes from trailing in the second half. So if Kansas City can get out to a lead early and make Philadelphia catch them and force Jalen Hurts to throw the ball, that would be the interesting thing to see. If it plays out the way Philadelphia has been playing in the last uh, 10, 12, 15, 16 weeks where they're running the ball and having the lead and, and playing comfortable football, it'll be tough for Kansas City to beat them because that pass rush will be let loose and uh, is as agile and athletic Patrick Mahomes is, that's still an issue because Philadelphia can hurt you a lot of different ways. They have speed pass rushers. They have powerful pass rushers from inside out. Jay, is there a chance that Andy bucks the trend here a little bit and utilizes Pacheco on the ground and, and even McKinnon uh, as well and, and kind of goes away from really what, gets them to where they're going every week just to kind of neutralize that pass rush, get that pass rush off balance a little bit uh, here with Kansas City this week? Well, they have to. They have to utilize the running game. And I think Kansas City, when at their best, they do utilize the running game. And they do have good established drives. And that's the one thing Patrick Mahomes gives you is you have the ability to run the ball on first and second down and get to a third down and medium and he can escape and get those completions, keep drives going, and keep Jalen Hurts and that offensive line off the field. And I think that'll be a huge key as well. I would like to see Kansas City receive the opening kickoff, go down and score, and make Philadelphia catch them. Kind of like a horse race. You know, I like horse racing. Sometimes that horse that bursts out of that gate first and hits that rail, he's gone and uh, can't be caught. And I think that should be Kansas City's goal. Look at look at Jay horse racing golf. I knew Jay I mean, and I had a lot of things in common. That's that's a big one right there, man. Uh, Jay, Jay we got it. we got to get you up at uh, Rosecroft when you come back into town. That's where Pete uh, calls all the action. You know, and, really, yeah. yeah. 
We got food there and everything, Jay. We got a restaurant and everything. We'll we'll, we'll get you. We'll get, Sign we'll get, me up. We'll get you set up there, Jay. I'll even come and hang out there and drive you, you absolutely crazy for the night. Love it. Um, <laughs> well, it sounded fun until then. <laughs> the, uh, Jay, the, you you always hit it out of the park whenever the, I try and set the, you up. Um, well, just real real quickly on the Super Bowl, like. Do you think there is a matchup that maybe people are not talking about or or uh, are not focused? You know, everybody talks about the coaches and Andy and, uh, you know, the Kelsey brothers and the offensive line versus the pass rush and all that. Uh, you know, the quarterbacks, we all understand that. Is there a matchup that you're particularly intrigued in? Is it special teams? Is it... Um, you know, is it the, you know, I, I'm, I'm just trying to think like the Philadelphia secondary to me with Slay, Bradbury and Chancey Gardner Johnson behind that pass rush versus Mahomes and a banged up Kansas City troop of receivers. That's a really intriguing one to me because I don't know as good as Mahomes is. I don't know how Kansas City gets really super untracked against that secondary. Yeah, that's a great question because, you know, do you go up and try to play a lot of man-to-man against Patrick Mahomes and try to have a spy for him running a football? That could be one, but then somebody's going to have to be matched up against Kelsey. I don't know who that person would be. You know, a strong safety coming down. I mean, uh, there's a lot of things that you have issues in man-to-man with Kelsey. That's the that's the guy. And then Jarek McKinnon out of the backfield provides a lot of problems on your linebacker when you're playing man. You play zone coverage. Kelsey picks you apart. Uh, Mahomes picks you apart. So that's the issue. But they have to get the pass rush going. Um, but I, I am intrigued to see how Philadelphia can continue to run the ball, uh, eat up the clock. Jalen Hurts with his own reads and the RPOs and all that stuff. Uh, there's a lot of interesting storylines. But the bottom line is how's Patrick Mahomes going to be athletically with his ankle and, and can he escape that pass rush? Jay, from a, uh, obviously from a philosophical standpoint, how difficult is it for the defense when you play a team that does – spreads you out it's not like Kansas City's coming eye formation and the quarterback is still mobile enough you know to bootleg and run and things of that nature but when you literally have to dedicate a spy to both quarterbacks each team's going to have to do that in this game uh, because of the way they spread you out and the ability of that quarterback just how difficult is that and how disruptive is that uh, to teams uh, defensive philosophies when you literally have to dedicate one guy uh, to that to that quarterback because that's not some something you have to do each and every week yeah, exactly. And if you want to play your natural zone coverages and you want to take a guy and inspire the quarterback, then you're looking at a three-man rush. And that will provide the quarterback with much more time to set his feet and look down the field and get to his second and third and fourth receiver. You know, when you're rushing four and five, you're getting after the quarterback, but you're also putting your secondary in a lot of risk situations. Uh, so it's like pick your poison. Do you want to sit back and spy the quarterback and really – not rush the quarterback as violently as you would like to, or do you want to get after the quarterback and put your secondary at risk? And especially if the quarterbacks can get outside the pocket in those situations, that's when the huge plays come to, to, to AJ Brown or to Travis Kelsey or Jarek McKinnon or whoever. Super Bowl 57, of course, coming up this Sunday afternoon, pregame and the entire game coverage right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Jay Gruden with us for another moment or two. Uh, Jay, Eric Bieniemy, uh, it seems like, again, seems like the commanders and other teams are waiting for after the Super Bowl to talk to Bieniemy. His contract's up. Uh, we know that the, the situation has been weird. He's interviewed for a ton of head coaching jobs, got none of them. Uh, you know, there was some reported friction down there. Who knows? Again, one-year contract expiring. 
but he, and he's called some plays, but he hasn't called the full boat. How important would that be for you if you were the head coach and again looking to hire an offensive coordinator to jazz up my offense? But the top candidate, arguably Bienemy, hasn't been a full time or most of the time play caller, but has worked under a wizard like Andy Reid. Well, you can look at other guys and you see they've had success. Matt Lafleur never called plays with Kyle Shanahan and. Kevin O'Connell didn't call many plays with Sean McVay. He's doing well at Minnesota. And there's a lot of guys have been in that situation before. Same with defensive coordinators who have gone on and got jobs. I don't know if Vrabel called defenses uh, in Houston or what have you, but um, a lot of these guys have, as long as you're working with a quality head coach who runs a quality program, I think that's important, who has a quality system that has been successful year in and year out. I think you want to try to get a piece of that pie and figure out how you can translate that to the Washington football team. So whether you call plays or not, you have the system, you know it, you've been around it for a long time. Let's teach it to our guy, Sam Howell, and see how he does. Jay, don't lose faith, pal. Brian Schottenheimer got a job again. So uh, believe me, if Chris ha- Chris and I have to go door to door, stumping for you to get back in as an offensive coordinator, uh, we're there to do it, my friend. So uh, enjoy hitting, I appreciate the-, it. Yeah, enjoy I hitting the white ball around the Bahamas, man. I- the only time my phone works is when I talk to you guys. I don't understand. <laughs> nobody, nobody else calls me. <laughs> Jay, that sucks for you, Jay. Sorry. Yeah, that, that yeah, we're the yeah. only one. I'll survive, Chris. I'll survive. <laughs> well, we, we love you. Like Pete said, we're, we're, we, we're happy to have you, but we're championing for you to, you know, we're, we're stumping for you to get uh, something good that, uh, that works out for you and your family. So you deserve to be back uh, in the NFL. So good luck with that. Hopefully that phone starts a, a ringing. It's okay if it doesn't, but okay. Thank you, guys. You got Thank it, pal. You, See you, Jay. Enjoy the game. Yeah, Jay hitting Jay. the golf ball around the Bahamas, enjoying life. Probably, he's probably, and, and Jay, let, Jay's like, why would I want to deal with idiots like Russell criticizing me for not going to the Senior Bowl mm-hmm. when I can go to the Bahamas you know what, Jay, and golf for and the I'll weekend? I'll tell you what else Jay should do. Jay should, whether he's back in this area, does it down in Florida, whatever, yeah. um, he should start like training high school quarterbacks. And getting them ready for like the college oh, level and stuff like that, yeah. I guarantee you he'd be money in the bank uh, doing that. Good point uh, for uh, a, a lot of kids. It's I become also, like a cottage industry. Oh, I mean, like Trent even, Dilfer yeah. and John Beck. Well, and, Trent you Dilfer know. no longer available. He's the head coach at UAB. Oh, so, right, 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 right. You know, he's now the head coach at UAB. So, but uh, that's but, what he was doing. Yes, the quarterback Correct. collective thing that the Shanahan's no and McVay and uh, yep. Richmond Flowers, who used to be an assistant here. Yep. Uh, for a couple of years Chris, that he started. Chris Boschia, who does a great job locally here in this area, he's turned out a ton of kids that have yep. gone on to play uh, in college. I mean, it, there's there's a lot of it out there, and parents are willing to yeah. pay for it. Uh, because um, they know. Whether if, their kids are actually yeah. that good or not, parents are willing to pay for it. It's I've good, seen it good point. with my own eyes. Coming up, Arian Foster thinks the NFL is scripted. We'll play the audio for you. And we'll get your opinions on it. We'll do that next. First, Russell tells us what's trending. All right, so the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 57 on tap as media row is starting to fill up. Uh, They say an all-time record for requests that the NFL even had to turn down media outlets. Uh, of course, we will have coverage and some guests stopping on by right here, Russell and Medhurst, throughout the week from Phoenix, Arizona, and, of course, the game 
along with the pregame, postgame, and all Westwood One uh, on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app Sunday afternoon between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs. The Pro Bowl games yesterday, the first ever flag football version. And guess what? Kirk Cousins, great when he had to be. Three touchdowns, 150 passing yards, getting the NFC a Pro Bowl games, flag football win. Tyler Huntley, a buck 92, four touchdowns. How about Geno Smith, 239 and five touchdowns for whatever little it's worth. The winning team, the NFC, each player getting $82,000. And Dan Snyder's Potomac Estate on the market for $49 million, which would be a record sale in the D.C. area, according to reports. The current record set by Dan when he bought the Alexandria estate most recently for $48 million in 2021. And that's what's trending. Like Kyrie Irving in the NBA, Arian Foster was a player that certainly went to the beat of his own drummer in the National Football League. And he has some interesting thoughts about the National Football League because right now, and we're going to tie this into another story as well, in particularly about the officiating, um, that even, you know, uh, let's face it, at times... The talking heads, the main ones, particularly guys like Adam Schefter that work for networks that are involved with the NFL, have rarely ever been in a position where they have criticized the National Football League. But an interesting uh, note from Schefter coming up that kind of ties in with your feelings and social media reaction to some football games that help decide who has gotten to the Super Bowl so far this year. And for those that felt there may have been some shenanigans, Arian Foster might agree. It's funny, before we started taping, uh, Arian was telling me about how the NFL is rigged and how every year he used to get a script. Yeah. Day one of training camp that would mm-hmm. get dropped off at his locker. Mm-hmm. And you would have to, you know, it was like week one, you'll do this. Week two, you're going to have a hamstring injury. Week three, this is going to happen. Yeah. Week four, you're going to get three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And so then you just have to, did you memorize those? Before the season started, would you go and rehearse the script before every game? Uh, we were really dedicated to it. So it was more so like um, that's what practice was about. It was about practicing the script. Like this is what goes on and this is what we have to do mm-hmm. in order to. Yeah. And this referee is going to miss this call yeah, because they hate you yeah. and they love the Colts. Yeah, that sort like, of thing. Uh, WWF. So it's like, you yeah, know, we know what's going to happen, but you just got to put on a show. Yeah. What did yeah. you think when you got the script in 2016 that said your career was going to fall off a cliff when you stopped believing in God? That was 2015. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that is the most absurd thing that I've heard in a while. I got to be honest with you. Like, I've heard that a bunch of times. We haven't talked to about it because I was trying to decide whether it was even worth really getting into. I, I mean, I, this is a valid player that had a very good, yeah. short, but good career. Yeah. A very productive player right. uh, while as a player in the National Football League. Played the game hard as hell when he played. I know. He was a good no player. No doubt about it. I, but but And here's the thing, okay? Um, I We were never allowed in locker rooms during the first couple of weeks of training camp because there's so many guys 
under the expanded 90-man uh, roster yeah. rules, we, we, you know, I think maybe like my first year on the beat before they went to 90, we were, I want to say, allowed like after, you know, or early on. But when they went to 90, which I believe was with the 2011 lockout and CBA thing, from that point on, we were never really – so I can't say, oh, definitively, I you know, I would have seen that or whatever. But think about – think about – think about what – I'm trying to be nice here. This guy – this guy is weird, okay? He's had, I mean, he, he's got some weird religious beliefs, whatever. He, he's just a little strange. little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. I can't imagine that there would be any way, any scenario, where they would drop off a pamphlet <laughs> at each player's locker on their bar stool. And by the way, that was, I think, on Barstool Sports, the audio, where they would say, okay... Week one, you're going to score two touchdowns. Week two, you're going to fumble a ball at the five-yard line. Week three, you're going to run for 98 yards or between 90 and 98 yards and have a touchdown passing and your team is going to lose a heartbreaking 35-30. And and maybe I'm exaggerating what he means, but, I mean, there were some specific things in there that they were referencing that, you know, oh – this referee is going to blow a call or th- or this Pete there's so I've many people I've never heard that yeah, I mean, of first all, of all the absurd things I've never heard there that there are so many people that would have to be in on this right that by now we would have had I don't care if you sign a confidentiality agreement or not right. we would have had people that have brought this stuff to the forefront if it indeed happened because think about all of the people, your team, the other team, the officials, um, even maybe even TV networks, all have to be in on this to to kind of pull this off and make this happen. And there's just too many variables, right? With 32 teams, hundred hundred officials, fifteen hundred um, plus players, I mean, it's just it just coaches, ridiculous. Uh, so, so here's the thing. I I think we both kind of aren't in agreement. And when I said he's a weird dude, right? Listen, I'm not very religious. I'm not. I'm just going to admit that I don't go to church. I don't pray or anything like that. But I he mean, has a, let me you know, look, but, again, but he he was. If people don't, just because he's a non-traditionalist, I know. I'm just saying. As you are, as you are saying right now, you are a non-traditionalist of sorts when it comes to that. So uh, th- let him believe what he wants. Right. Every person's allowed to believe what no, they no, no, want. No, I know. But- I, I mean, I mean, but what I'm saying is, is that makes him different. Makes him a little bit of a, a different bird. Just because a little he's bit of a different, different character doesn't mean he's certifiably crazy. But I didn't, well, I didn't say you know, that. I mean, this is a serious. This is a serious allegation, um, saying that the biggest product in the world, right. from a sports standpoint is essentially predetermined. Okay, the question for me... Because here's the question... Well, go ahead. You uh, you, 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 you said what your question yeah, is, and no, we'll discuss it coming up after right. the break. The question for me is not whether this is valid. I believe it's... I believe it's strongly invalid. And I've talked to a couple of, you know, ex-players who have never heard of anything mm-hmm. like this. I don't want to get them involved, whatever. Just a small sampling, okay? 
But the question for me is, I think there is a sizable section of the NFL fan base that thinks the NFL is rigged, that thinks the NFL is cooked up. And I wonder how many in our audience, how many people out there believe, maybe not scripted like Arian Foster is claiming, but that the NFL is cooked up, rigged, and there to benefit whoever it might benefit. And maybe it's different from year to year. I wonder, because I do believe there is a section of the fan base, especially with how bad the officiating has become, that thinks maybe for gambling purposes that the NFL is That's the other side of this in terms of the officiating and the lack of consistency in it. Plus, I'll tell you why the league being rigged is absurd when we return. Final hour of the show, 301-230-0980. It's Russell and Medhurst till noon right here on the Team 980, streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.